from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Welcome back for another episode of the Screeners Podcast. I'm Josh. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Daniel. We are back to talk all things media, or at least some things media. There will be media involved in this episode. Anyway, we're about to jump into a jam-packed episode tonight, even though we're missing Melody. But before we do, we just want to remind you, as we so often do, that you can get in touch with us on the internet, surprisingly enough. Send us an email, if that's your thing, at screenerscast at gmail.com. But really, at this point, you should know to go to our Facebook page, because that's where we talk. That's where we hang out. So drop us a comment, drop us a like. And while you're there, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a rating, and we will love you in our hearts for it. All right, let's jump right into Jump Cuts. For tonight's Jump Cuts, we're going to do brief reviews of two new films, Power Rangers and The Discovery. What we're going to do is start off by giving our general thumbs up, thumbs down, our our opinions on whether these films are worthy, how they fall, and then we're going to immediately jump into spoiler talk because these films require spoiler talk. I'm Power Rangers especially. I'm just going to say Shyamalan <laughs> yeah, level kind of twisty stuff, so you got to be it ready. It brings up some <laughs> philosophical questions yeah, that we just have to conundrums. Discuss. It's deep. Yeah. It's deep. So I just want to warn all of our listeners in advance. The first two or three minutes, you're going to be safe, but from that moment forward, uh, <laughs> we're going to switch into complete spoiler talk. So if you don't want to be spoiled about Power Rangers then you're going to want to... Uh, or the to, Discovery. Or the Discovery, that's true. You're going to want to skip ahead and then come back after you've seen it. With that, let's go ahead and let's start with Power Rangers. None of us really know each other. We're all screw-ups. But somehow... We were all in the same place at the same time when Billy found those coins. <laughs> Guys... Think on how we glow. I'm blue. (laughs) I'm black. What? I am. No, you're not. (laughs) So what I'm going to do, guys, is first we're just going to go around the horn, and let me just ask each of you what your thoughts were about Power Rangers. Now, because this is a nostalgia piece, I do want a very brief history or slash your relationship to the original property, and then we'll talk about the movie. And so, Daniel... Let's start with you. Yeah, I have no attachment to Power Rangers almost at all uh, in terms of nostalgia. I I didn't grow up watching it. Uh, I mean, like once or twice I might have watched an episode when I had nothing else on a Saturday morning, but that was it. So so essentially no connection at all to Power Rangers. Furthermore, the trailer was awful. So my expectations going into this movie were super low. I have to say, I am just shocked to say that I did not hate this movie. Uh, (laughs) This movie was really dumb and silly and goofy but it kind of worked um it's not a good movie but you know it was enjoyable um it was better than it had any right to be i guess i should say there there are genuinely terrible moments throughout the movie um some awful product placement probably i think this should win the award for the worst product placement i've ever seen in my entire life oh Oh, i disagree it was so wonderful i'm gonna say the best product placement ever but we'll talk about that later so all those awful moments aside, the first two acts were surprisingly okay. Um, they were they were watchable and fun actually. So it's not a great movie, but it's it's it works. Okay, that's a positive review from Daniel. Can't say I'm surprised too much by that. However, Josh, if you gave it a positive review, that would be a surprise. Are you in line with Daniel? And also, did you watch the Power Rangers growing up? See, here's the thing, I. I think I was at the right school age um, when the Power Rangers came over from Japan or whatever. I watched the first incarnation. There were, I can only imagine how many movies there are going to be if this one does okay, because there were several Power Rangers franchises. They were dinosaurs. They were cars. I don't know what all they were, but I watched a few of them. However... I have no nostalgia for that point in my life. There are no rose-colored glasses about the Power Rangers. I went back a few years ago and rewatched Dragon Ball Z, which was another show I had watched as a as a kid, another Japan import. 
but I have no desire to do that with Power Rangers. I, I think part of me knew it was ridiculous when I was watching it at nine years old. And so I did not see this movie, and I do not regret not seeing this movie, and you boys have fun talking about it. Okay, so Josh didn't see a movie. No surprise there. Chris, uh, yeah. let's move over to you. Uh, you and Daniel typically line up somewhat closely when it comes to these kinds of movies. I'll put that in quotation yes. marks. I think we all know yes. what we mean, or know what I mean when I say <laughs> that. So, Chris, what is your personal relationship to the original Power Rangers series in America, and did you like this movie? So, you know, I, I watched the series on and off. Uh, I remember the afternoon of going to see the original Power Rangers movie in the theater uh, when I was a kid, um, the one that was based on the original television show, and then coming out of that in the afternoon and then actually making a short film based on our version of the Power Rangers. All I right. starred as uh, those those guys and my friends and all that. We had a whole thing. So, you know, I have a like a, a passing appreciation for power rangers i really couldn't tell you much about the lore i'm not that much into it i just you know i watched it every once in a while growing up so i enjoyed this movie quite a bit my sis i took my sister out for like a you know brother sister date um just to catch up she'd been gone out of the country and so we got together and you know caught up a little bit about her travels and then we watched this movie and it was like the the perfect nostalgia movie it's, it's silly yes it's dumb sure but it is fun it really is and it doesn't try and go too far down the like let's make this dark and gritty um i feel like they do a really good job of keeping it fun and light and enjoyable and just a good adventure i i was very surprised at how well uh they pulled this off without uh diving too far into the oh my gosh i'm so bored uh oh this is this is really dumb i don't really want to be here right now that never happened for me i had a good time pretty much the entire time i had a smile on my face the entire time mm -hmm. absolutely it was silly of course it's the power rangers you know i've got to say uh that was elizabeth elizabeth banks is that yep. uh, mm -hmm. yeah yeah as rita repulsa okay look she's as they say, chewing on the scenery. She, it, it's not a great, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it like a great performance. No, where I, I was like, oh my gosh, to me. No, no. <laughs> but, but you know what you could tell though is, is that we were having fun. There's a moment where she kind of um, has uh, bested the Power Rangers uh, for a brief moment. Uh, and it reminded me so much of the television series. Like this, the, the angles they chose, the lighting that they chose, the fact that that, you know, she does the stupid villain things. It just, I don't know. For me, I just kind of fell into it and said, okay, I'm going to enjoy this movie. And I had a, I had a fun time with Power Rangers. I, it's throwaway. I'll never see it again. But in this moment in time, it scratched an itch, and I, I quite enjoyed it. All right. So Chris is on the Daniel train, or Daniel's yeah. on the Chris train. I don't know. They're just on that caboose together, on it. riding yeah. it to Happy Land. Let's so, do it. Can we not <clears throat> say that? Well, I mean, sometimes you just say things that are true. It, so. The phrase the phrase seemed apt to me. It's, so. it's fine. I'll allow it. <clears throat> yeah. So here's the thing for me is I have no history with the franchise at all because, as was well documented on this podcast, I was way too old to watch Power Rangers, the TV series, uh, when it was popular. Going into this, my expectations to say that they were low uh, would be a really big understatement. My general thoughts on this movie... And here's a spoiler alert for the podcast. I'm going to say something that I never thought I would ever say prior to having seen this film. And, and here's the spoiler. I never thought that I would like Power Rangers more than I liked Ghost in the Shell, but I did. So <laughs> I cannot believe this movie. I completely agree with both of you, especially, wow. Chris, here's the thing for yeah. that you said that I think resonated with me the most. That is exactly how I feel in almost all of these movies. I have a five-year-old. We're starting to see more live-action-y kind of kids' movies, and, and I see a lot of kids' movies anyway, just because I love film. And inevitably, except in the best of those kinds of films... There's just that moment of, this isn't for me, it gets boring, right. 
yeah, yeah. The machinations required to to check all the boxes to make it a kids' film usually pull me out of it. And this definitely has all of those in there. But for some reason, I was thoroughly entertained. Now, I think yeah. maybe for me it's because it's an origin story. And so it enabled me to – I think if the sequel to this were to exist, and I don't know that it will after a, a week and a half or so, it's just over $100 million worldwide on a $100 million budget. So – the jury's still out on if there will be a sequel. I'm not sure that the sequel would hold the same kind of magic yeah. that it had for me because we're discovering these characters. They're discovering their abilities. And it's really very it, – the setup for this movie, I don't think you actually – so now we're going to move into spoilers. So here we go, folks. If you don't want to be spoiled, get out. Okay, so now you've been warned. We're into, we're into spoiler talk here, and we're going to keep this brief as well. But you don't see these guys become the Power Rangers till almost, uh, what would you guys say, like 80% of the movie is finished? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and you sure. don't really get a lot of, you get teases of their powers, a little bit of the strength. And I think that's to the strength of this film, because the yes. setup about these characters and the team coming together, while preposterous in a lot of cases... <laughs> is yeah. really enjoyable. The characters, I think, are portrayed in a very believable way. Um, now, there are a lot of tropes in there to make you root for the kid that's getting bullied, and you know you have the archetype of the, you know, the hero team captain and all that stuff, but there are a reason that those things exist in movies is because they, if done well, they really resonate. And so for me, yeah. I have to get totally on board with you guys. I'm going to ride that caboose, Daniel, and say yeah. that this movie, yeah. I will never watch this movie again. But it was no. good. Yeah. I did not yeah. feel like I wasted my money or my time. Yeah. It was made with, it. the, the cinematography looks great. I, I mean, yeah. just overall, this is just a really well-done film. I had no expectations, and it's much, I agree, Daniel, much, much better than it deserves to be. So overall, big thumbs up for me. Look, my favorite character is the Billy character. and The Blue Ranger. Watching this, yeah. Yeah, watching this, I... He seems so familiar. I just couldn't remember from where the actor is R.J. Seiler. And I, I just I I hadn't you know been able to piece it together. And then I suddenly clicked for me that he was in uh, me uh, Earl Daniel's and the Dying favorite Girl. movies. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. And he is I, honestly he he is kind of but isn't uh the, should be the main character. He should and he kind of is. I mean he's the impetus of the why the team he's gets the together. Heart of the, he's of the, the reason. Team. Yeah. Exactly. He's the reason why they learn to, to use their powers. And he's the he is honestly the, the most watchable, the most fun, the guy that you want to hang out with. Yep. Uh, the most. Anyway, I, his character was fantastic. I loved everything about that. In fact, I think without him in there, I would have liked this movie a lot yeah. less. Oh, agreed. I think. Yeah, I think I think his his uh, magnetism and that actor is he's just really great. I can't wait to see what else he does. Uh, I think he he really did a great job. So was he a nerd echo, like he was in the original series? He was. Yeah, yeah he's a, but yeah, he's not, he always was the best character. Not in a he's, stereotypical way. I mean, he's stereotypically nerdy, but I think he's. They try to portray it like he may be slightly on the spectrum or OCD. He says he's on the spectrum. Yeah, he yeah. says that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and to echo what Chad was saying about, man, the first two acts of this movie where they're getting their powers, that is by far the best part of the movie. What was weird is that once they actually got their powers and and the the real action started, I was totally underwhelmed like that. The rest of the movie kind of sucked. Like I felt like the, all the action was was well below average and didn't nearly uh, match up with the first couple acts. I thought the set pieces were really weak. I thought the whole epic battle at the end and them using the, uh, whatever those things are called, the dinosaurs. It Zords. was, I thought, yeah, they, yeah, the Zords. Yeah, whatever. That that was super weak for me. Um, so I definitely, the next movie, if there is one, has to really step up the game. Because if it's just as good as this one, it will be a huge disappointment huge failure this one uh got a lot of uh the surprise factor that's why i liked it because it was surprisingly better than i expected so yeah. um yeah i'm curious to see i, where do, the I do think though however that it was somewhat in keeping because the the budgetary limitations of the original television show often required hand-to-hand -hand combat so i really felt like a lot of that was kind of an homage to the series but i agree with you when 
that it's certainly the least interesting part of this movie for sure. Although, uh, and I think we may have a difference of opinion here. There's there is a moment when they first come out in their oh, yes. is it their they're not mechs whatever they're called um, Zords. Yeah, and they start playing the Go Go Power Rangers. That was stupid. Thing. I loved it. Was it was so good. I absolutely so liked good. it. I can't believe you didn't I, like it, Daniel. I could not stop smiling, so and I don't even like was... the Power Rangers. And I was like, this is great. So I was in I was in a not it was a fairly empty theater. I would say there's probably like twelve people in there spread about, you know. When that moment hit, all twelve of us were giddy. Like literally all of us started clapping like, yeah. yeah. I looked behind me to the guy that, you know, he was with his son behind me, and they were doing the same thing. And they looked at us and they're like, Yeah. It was the weirdest moment, but it was just it's it stupid, great. but so it was I was fun. in I was in a one hundred percent packed theater, not an yeah. empty seat in the house, and most everybody in there were Power Rangers fans. Yeah. And so when that happened, it was deafening roar. <laughs> of, of course it was. was. See, come and so on. I was just like, uh, no, it didn't work for me. It didn't work oh, for me, Daniel. Oh well. We've certainly spent longer on Power Rangers yeah. than I thought that we would. But let's go around just very quickly and say, see it in the theaters, rent it, or skip it. Daniel, start with you. Definitely rent it. Uh, you don't need to see this in the theaters unless unless you are a big Power Rangers fan. If you're a Power Rangers fan, well, you've already seen the movie. But you will <laughs> love this movie if you uh, have connection to the series. Okay, Chris? Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if you have a group of friends that have some sort of affinity to the Power Rangers, go see it in the, th- in the theater. It, it'll be fun, like, you know, moment. But, yeah, you could just rent it if, if you're just interested. I wouldn't go see it with on a date night or something. It's definitely more if you have an affinity toward the property already. Okay, and so it'll be the trifecta there. It's definitely rental quality, but a good rental. So I would definitely say you should see it. Uh, With that, now let's move over into a little headier fare, if you will. On our Facebook page, we released a story a couple of weeks ago that talked about part of Netflix's new strategy in acquiring films from Sundance and Cannes and certain festivals in order to give some movies that may not be acquired a wider audience. And in the case of this movie, movies <clears throat> movies like The Discovery that probably would get distribution, Netflix wants to become the destination where you can see these things. Why did it take you six months to address us? Where have you been? It seems to me that I, I invite you here to my home. We only received that invitation after the suicide toll had rapidly reached a million. Don't you think your discovery was just too dangerous to share with the world? Isla! keep a discovery so vital to our existence a secret you proved the existence of an afterlife i prefer to call it a new plane of existence do you feel responsible for all those people killing themselves We opened the door for these people. Now we have to show them what's behind it. This is certainly, when you watch this movie, this is a real movie. I mean, you could definitely see this being released wide. But Netflix bought it. I believe they bought it from Sundance. Got a lot of buzz, interesting concept, prestige actors across the board. So it's going to be very difficult for us to discuss this film without immediately getting into spoilers. But just as a service to our loyal fans at home, we are going to go around and give our very, very brief general impressions and then jump right into spoilers so that we can accurately and adequately discuss our feelings on this movie. So, Daniel, what did you think about The Discovery? Uh, it's it, Man, it's hard to give a brief opinion. Just uh, There's a lot of great stuff in this movie, a lot of great stuff. A uh, really interesting premise, like you said, h- really great acting, um, very well made all around, really high production value. Um, so that's really great, and it's very interesting. A really, um, there's a lot to to chew on here, a lot of ideas that they put forth, and so I, I really like a lot of the movie. Not all of the ideas that they put forth, you know, it's it's a it's a heavy kind of subject matter. It's about death and the afterlife and all that, and I. 
not all of the ideas stick for me. It does, so it doesn't fully work. So overall, I would say um, it's worth a watch. It's an interesting movie, um, but it doesn't quite stick the landing. But, um, you know, it's it's good. Good, not great. Good, not great. Okay. Josh, what did you think about The Discovery? I think I'm going to have to pretty much fall in lockstep with Daniel on this one. It was it was good. It was interesting. It was well acted. There were parts of it that felt... Um, I don't know how to say it. Uh, more loosely connected than others. Like as As a narrative arc there were times um, that kind of dropped out for me. But I, I still think it's worth seeing as a discussion piece. And I, I agree with what he says about the ideas in the movie. And we'll talk more about that later, I'm sure. Okay. And Chris, what about you? This week, guys, uh, I went and saw a movie um, that uh, was really highly, had some really lofty goals, very philosophical, a high concept but ultimately fell flat uh, in its execution. But enough about Ghost in the Shell. Um, uh. <clears throat> I feel the same way about this, actually, that I feel about Ghost in the Shell. I feel like there's a there's a high concept here that there's a lot of promise and possibility, but it falls, it falls flat and falls apart uh, and it becomes so much less than what it should have been. I feel like the conclusion of this movie is a mess. Um, yeah. So for me, I just didn't, I didn't, I was intrigued and then uh, got bored and then something happened about, I don't know, like 15 minutes uh, right before the end of the movie. And I was like, whoa, maybe this is something cool. And then it falls right on his face. So for me, it just kind of fell flat. Okay. I'm actually going to be the voice of positivity here. Uh, I liked it more than you guys did. Uh, I agree with your critiques. And and we'll get into that when we're talking about spoilers here in just a moment. But I am going to give it a little more credit. Uh, there were things that really bothered me consistently throughout the movie. And then when it got to the ending, which I do agree had some problems, it explained a lot of that. Uh, and it explained it in a way that I thought was was that justified it, where it was earned, where some things where I thought was just really poor writing or weird performance uh, ticks all of a sudden began to make sense within the world that this had created. And I know that's super vague for everybody that hasn't seen it. We're trying to do that. But I will say that I did enjoy this movie very much. I didn't love it. I don't think it's a great movie. But I think I liked it more than you guys. Uh, and it is available on Netflix. So you really have no excuse not to see it. It is a high-quality <laughs> production. You definitely should see it. Certainly if you're interested in... If you're interested in... Uh, well, I don't know, what would you call? I don't even know how you'd classify this movie. More philosophical. Honestly. Yeah, type it's definitely of philosophical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, one thing before we get into spoilers, I do want to say I had recommended a movie uh, to everybody called "The One yeah. I Love" uh, several several shows back, and it was directed by Charlie McDowell, who's the director here. That movie is actually better than the Discovery, yeah. and I, I still recommend that. I, don't, I believe it's also on Netflix, but it's. It's also somewhat interested in the same kinds of things without spoiling anything. I would just say, go see the one I love. Uh, and so with that, you've been warned. We're now going to jump head first into spoilers for the discovery. So, Chris, let's just start with you. It seems like you had yeah. you probably liked this the least, uh, and it seems you had some big problems with the ending. So uh, why don't you yeah. elaborate on that, please? Well, I mean, so uh, first of all, it had me uh, had its hooks in me because the the discussion, it sounds very interesting. The promise of what it wants to tackle sounds like it's right up my alley. And, you know, I love a good bit of philosophy. I love a good bit of religious undertones and context. Um, but to be honest with you, like I felt this movie really, I was reading an article, um, uh, and I can't remember from where I think it was the verge was talking about how, like they want to tackle the philosophy, the, the science, and they want to tackle the religion. And ultimately they don't really address either one of those. They kind of yeah. take the easy route out. And for me, I really felt like it came down to, uh, an episode it basically turned into quantum leap, uh, for one person. And that's just a little disappointing for me. Like it really just seemed a little like it took the easy road out. It was trying at the very beginning. It was very dour and depressing. And man, we're going to talk about this 
this topic, this, 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 the idea of death and the afterlife and what is the value of life and all these interesting, wonderful questions. And none of that really is addressed. It's just, he gets a chance to maybe save a girl in an alternate reality. Maybe that's what happened. I'm just not, I'm just not totally, I didn't buy into it. Just for me, it felt a little flat and didn't really tackle the answer or tackle the questions and leave it kind of hanging for us. It, it kind of wrapped it up in a, in a package that seemed to be out of the, 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 the realm of the questions that it was asking. So that's the big problem I had for it anyway. Okay. Yeah, I got to agree. I thought, uh, I, I thought the beginning was, was fairly strong. Uh, a yeah. lot of the ideas that it was putting forth were really interesting. Um, you know, having, mass suicides after the quote-unquote discovery of the afterlife i thought that was a genius idea and um, none of really, that matters yeah. none of yeah. that matters exactly in, in the context of the movie none of no, that it even. does it does no, it at doesn't. the very end yes it does it does at the very end how how does it come into play that's the whole reason robert redford wants to destroy the machine when when he gets it working at the end sure i understand okay because fine because he wants to protect more people uh, I feel like he doesn't want he doesn't want people to be mad at him is what I got. No, it's like, because he wants to no, stop he, the suicides, Chris. It sounded like thing where he says yeah, he but, doesn't feel responsible for it. He would okay. feel responsible for this. Okay, fine. Well, it, it, either way, that's fine. But all that doesn't really play into con. All I'm feeling like saying is is that that is this kind of a an ancillary thing that they never get back to. They don't really tackle that like that issue. But go ahead, continue. Sure. Well, yeah. So, so that was that was a major issue, and that's that's the biggest issue. But then there were other little things throughout, um, like Jason Siegel's character just didn't quite make any sense to me at all because <laughs> he he hated he hated his dad, he hated yeah. everything his dad was doing, and then he just like helped him with yeah, everything. Yeah, but he really didn't though. I mean, he was I, moving I, dead I, bodies, and he was yeah, like because doing all this really, crazy stuff, right? And so that, I don't think that's totally fair because he really didn't. It was clearly revealed that he loved his father and that much of the work that they had done for this entire conceit they had done together and that there's always a, a yearning on his part to reconnect. He was injured at his father for what he believed was responsible for his mother's suicide. Right. But to say that he just hated him and so it was absurd that he would help him, I don't think that I don't think that's fair. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, so, I don't think that they, that they, uh, delved into that aspect of it quite enough for me. Yeah. I, 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 the, the whole time it was going on, I was, everything he was doing, I was going, why are you doing this? I don't understand, uh, throughout the he, entire movie. So that, that bothered me. I don't know. He did jump to robbing a morgue pretty quickly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one my does. point. <laughs> well, see, this yeah, is but, the thing. But, like, but I, human I, life has been devalued in this world at this point somewhat. But, but at the end of the movie, I felt like, so at what point did he real like, I didn't know if this was like a groundhog day thing where, cause what it seemed like, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm misreading this, but it, what it seemed like, this is like a quantum leap. Every time he died, he'd go back and relive. And like every time he came back, he would remember a little bit, a little bit more. And because of his remembering, he was able to place this, the girl, I can't remember the girl's character uh, um, in, in a better position to actually survive. Uh, that's what it seemed like to me. And then, you know, so what he was doing was not necessarily something he was doing for the very first time, but like last time he didn't get the, the body and she died. So now he's getting the body. And now you know, it's, right. it's just one of those things. Like, I, I, I didn't know if that did you guys read that? Is that what you guys were getting to? Or is that just me that's, misunderstanding what the, the thing was trying to say? That, that's not really how I understood it. I mean, I did. <laughs> it did kind of feel like this movie was saying the afterlife is Groundhog Day. It did. But, totally. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. But I, I think, um, and my wife actually pegged this pretty well. She, she said the, the idea is that the afterlife is a chance for you to go back and redo your biggest regret. And like it, the thing with Jason Siegel's character was his biggest regret kept changing because it kept moving back earlier, earlier in the timeline. Because once I'm, he had confused. once he had saved her at the at the house, then he could save her at, at on the ferry, and then he could save her kid, which was which was actually the the most interesting part is that it it proved that somehow in some metaphysical way he loved her through right. all these different incarnations of himself enough to 
eventually save her to the point where he would never meet her. Right. Right. And and sure. so for and that, me too, I, I think that I think the, the what part of what it was trying to say there is that you know, in the scene at the end where she's essentially explaining to him what's going on and he hears his, you know, he hears what's going on on the other side. He's, it's his subconsciousness, I think. This is how I took it. It's actually his own subconsciousness in the character of Isla because he's in this state of he's like half alive and half dead. And he understands ultimately it's his own subconscious, but that his love for her is the quote unquote magical element, if you will, that keeps them or that allows him then. Because if you it, without something like that, that last scene really doesn't make a lot of sense where he saves her son. But I think the love is what transcends all of that. But it's crazy. It's a crazy ending for sure. And um, the director actually, I read an article with an interview with the director, and he, of course, like they always do, he says, it's whatever you want it to be. We did it that way oh, on seriously? purpose. <laughs> right? Seriously. Right? So, seriously. So I, yeah. I, I just don't think the movie earns that. I really don't. I think it's just, it falls flat. I, that, that's my reading into the film. I, I just feel like it, it just, it just doesn't give you enough um, of the thing that it promises at the very beginning anyway. Uh, and that's fine if, if you give us uh, something that's maybe uh, better than what we were expecting. But for me, it just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm done talking about it. I, yeah. I, yeah. What else, what else I, I'm not going to say I didn't fall asleep in the middle of it. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> man. It was bad. I was really tired. <laughs> There's a moment where they have this conversation on the on the bunk beds. And it's so dark. Like, not not like the topics are dark, but the picture is dark. <laughs> That I was literally just like, I'm going to bed now. Good night. But you loved Power Rangers, so that's fair. <laughs> Power Rangers is great. Go see Power Rangers, please. Oh okay. Aww. Well, that's our thought. Those are our thoughts for the discovery. You can do with that as you will. I would suggest seeing it. Chris <laughs> would it definitely anyway. not suggest seeing just it. Just skip it. So, There's no uh, reason. So there you go. It's on Netflix, so you should watch it. Yeah, you should Thank watch you. it. You should watch it. It's, I mean, it's if good. there's nothing else that you want to watch on Netflix, sure. It's not that bad. Chris, you're ridiculous. It's All right. And with that, let's move to our main event. Welcome to the main event. For our main event tonight, we're reviewing Ghost in the Shell. Watching you. You have to remember. I saw someone down there. He wasn't human. He's a known terrorist. And he's killed again. They didn't just kill them, they hacked into their minds. He's everywhere. Nowhere. I will find him. The IMDb description reads, In the near future, Major is the first of her kind, a human saved from a terrible crash who is cyber-enhanced to be a perfect soldier devoted to stopping the world's most dangerous criminals. That's actually, for once, not a terrible description of this movie from IMDb. So I am, so Ghost in the Shell is directed by Rupert Sanders, and it stars Scarlett Johansson and a whole bunch of other people that I can't pronounce. So I'm just going to go with Scarlett Johansson. This is the adaptation You're part of the problem, of- Daniel. I am. I am. <laughs> You're never mind. I'm not I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> this is a remake of a classic anime franchise uh that uh spanned, I believe I have no association with it, but I believe it has was TV shows and movies and all sorts of things. Started off um, as a manga. Yeah, there you go. And um the movie also is notable because it caught a lot of bad press uh, before the movie even came out for casting Scarlett Johansson, a white actress, in a Japanese role. And so, uh, starting off, uh, we'll go to Chad. Chad, first tell me if you have any experience at all with uh, earlier versions of Ghost in the Shell, and then also how, if at all, the controversy factors into your review. I was actually very surprised that I had no history with this franchise at all. I had heard of it, and I believe at different points in my life, uh, I was in college in 1995 when the movie, the animated movie came out, and I feel like if I didn't watch watch all of it, I saw some of it, but I really racked my brain, 
and couldn't discover any kind of substantial interaction with this franchise in any of its iterations. So I went into this wide open, and when we get into our actual review of it, I'll, I'll go a little deeper, but I had a very interesting experience in the theater. When this movie was over, I was sitting uh, behind a row of four people. It looked like two couples. They were in intense discussion during the credits. I couldn't understand what they were saying, but it was very intense. One of the ladies in this, and I'm going to say she was probably 22-ish, 23, she went off, I wish I had recorded it, on like a 45-second monologue yelling at this credit screen. I mean yelling at the credit screen about things that I had no idea what she was talking about. That's not right, and in this episode, this happened, and who would ever believe that this character would be this? And she was super passionate and very, wow. very upset about what she had oh, just yeah. seen. That was, I let that happen. I enjoyed it, of course, and then <clears throat> walked out, and that led me to do some research, and that's when I discovered all of this backstory and how The Matrix had been inspired by this movie and many other films had been inspired yeah, yeah. Uh, by this property. This movie is not good. Um, <laughs> it's surprisingly sterile. It's beautiful to look at. Uh, there are a couple of set pieces that are okay, but then there are some unbelievably horrible set pieces at the end. It just seems so boring, and so this is this is the most milquetoast, bland, boring. I mean, I just couldn't make myself care about it. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I really don't. I mean, I walked out. I hadn't even walked out of the theater, and I already forgot everything that I saw. It was that. It was that unremarkable. That is what it is as far as uh, as far as me. So sorry. I, I would say see Power Rangers instead. <laughs> so we know Chris likes things a lot more than the rest of us. Well, yeah. So do I. Yeah. But fair enough. So uh, so same two questions. Have you seen any of the other? Uh, iterations of this and then did the controversy affect you at all yeah I've seen I saw the movie years ago I was going to revisit it before um, we had this review I just didn't get to it in time because I was um, doing other things but yeah I mean it's it is very it's Japanese you know what I mean if, if you're a fan of anime you know Ghost in the Shell is what brought that into the mainstream uh, in the mid to late 90s Ghost in the Shell brought anime into the mainstream in uh, in the United States. You know, that's thanks in, in a lot of, and in part two is, you know, the Matrix's popularity just a few years after it got people even more excited about that. And there were several little like short films, anime films based on um, the, uh, the Matrix and all that kind of stuff that kind of really uh, blossomed this uh, genre into, um, into popular culture. And so, you know, for me, I was a part of that. I really enjoy the cyberpunk aesthetic. What Chad was saying, I almost completely agree with this movie is gorgeous. Um, the set direction, the, uh, the actual, uh, just design of production in this film is wonderful. It really is all of the outfits the uh, the world itself just feels really interesting and different it seems um uh, somewhat familiar as well like it seems like oh yeah this could be the future this is a future i've seen before like in um several other uh, like the matrix as well as blade runner you know you've seen this type of thing before but for me just like um the discovery there's so many wonderful questions that this could bring up about what is a soul? What is what is it that makes you human? What is it that that could that that, that drives you? What is what is life? You know, is software life? Is a machine life? What all these wonderful questions that the anime asks and 20 years ago language. Uh, without, you know, the, the the huge amount of, you know, uh, uh, people knowing what the Internet is and all this kind of stuff. Now it would be so fascinating to d rediscover those same ideas with the with everybody knowing, you know, how to use the Internet and that we're all connected and machine learning and all this kind of AI stuff. And none of that is really brought up in this movie, unfortunately. The first action sequence is awesome. I really love the Geisha sequence. Um, and as I'm realizing, most of the uh, trailers, uh, most of the TV ads all heavily um, lean on that sequence. Uh, and I got excited about that, thinking that perhaps that is also what's going to be in the rest of the movie. 
but it gets kind of boring uh, and, and, and not in, the, in, in, in a way that is in any way, shape or form good. It doesn't, it doesn't chew on other things. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just very, I've heard people say this, you know, it, it is the movie itself is literally a shell without a ghost. <laughs> it's, it's, a, no. it's a, it is a, it is a, it's, it's, it's a form without a soul. And that's just unfortunate because it could have been so much more. It really could have. All right, so we're 0 for 2. Josh, can you brighten this up at all? Same two questions. Okay, answer to the first question about history with the franchise. I I wish I did have a history with the franchise because I know that this um this brought anime to the mainstream for a reason because it is it's good anime as I understand it. Um it tackles a lot of the a lot of the questions that the good anime goes after, all the ones that Chris just mentioned. But I don't. I haven't. I haven't read any of the, read any of the manga, seen any of the episodes or anything. So I went into this movie relatively, yeah, wide open, like Chad, like Chad said. As for the second question, man, I hate to agree with everyone so much. I just, it really <laughs> bothers me on a deep personal level. Yeah, um, it's a new thing for you. <laughs> it, it's foreign and it's unfamiliar, and I don't like it. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Ghost in the Shell or agreeing with us? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly the latter. I, I I can't say I don't like foreign things for the former. <laughs> sure, Just, sure. Everything Chris said about the movie looking great, and it was almost nonstop action and shooting, and so if if you like that sort of thing. But, but, not, but not good action or shooting. It really isn't. It's well, kind she, of boring stuff. It really she's is. got that. She's got that like invisibility thing that they show in the trailer. That's cool, right? It, right. it does a lot of cool things. Yes, that is true. <laughs> and yeah, and that's about it. It's it's very forgettable from about. Let's see, I don't know whether I would call it the very first scene. There's like the opening, almost credits kind of thing, and then there mm-hmm. is the very first scene where they the geisha show. Scene? Is that what you're talking no, about? no, no, no. Before the geisha scene, like in in the lab when they're still like it's her yeah. just being introduced, yeah. um, and then they cut to the geisha scene, and from from the outset, this is a terrible plot. Like, and maybe we can talk about it in spoilers, but it's sure. the first scene, so I don't know whether we it's a spoiler or not. Anyways, it's not great. It's you know, I'd I'd recommend watching the anime instead. These mm. these Scarlett Johansson shoot 'em up movies are becoming their own little subgenre of awful. <laughs> so far, it's it's this and Lucy and is there another one? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think I don't, so. I think it's just the two so far. She's but Black she's, Widow she's, and she's got more under her belt. I'm waiting for an Electra two or something, Ultraviolet two, <laughs> star, starring ScarJo. Be great. Yeah, uh, this movie sucks. Uh, it really does. It is totally bland and boring. It's not incompetently made, I guess, in that like it does look good, like you guys have said, but it's just so it's such a weird movie in that it it's almost as if they were trying to make like a really boring movie. There's just nothing there. I fell asleep. I fell asleep in this movie oh. for about oh, 15 to 20 minutes. I fell asleep and I was just so freaking bored. I don't remember the plot of this movie. It had a plot. Uh, exactly. Exactly. It was just like uh, she's she's a brain in a robot, and and uh, that's tough. And that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's just, it was so boring. And now somehow um, you're a killing machine for some reason. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was just so. Um, we've seen this all before. The evil corporation, you know, trying to make the super. We've seen all of this. Um, way better. So I was just bored. I have no connection to the anime. I forgot to mention that. No connection. And as far as the controversy goes, my thing is I have no problem if you want to remake a foreign film for an American audience. I have no problem with that. Um, But with this specifically, it just made way for a really weird scene. I guess I need to save talking about uh, about the, the details of the scene for spoilers. But there's a scene oh, yeah. here where it's <laughs> <There> is. weird <laughs> that she's an American. It's super weird. So I, I guess the rest of it didn't bother me so much. I mean, as a, a white dude, you know, but it, there's a scene here where 
she needs to be Japanese. And it was super weird that she wasn't. So it kind of was weird that they even included that as a scene in this movie. So uh, um, that's that's my whole take on the controversy. It was just kind of weird. Uh, but so was the entire rest of the movie. So take it or leave it. I think part of the problem with the plot is that it decided to focus on, and this is, I don't think this is a spoiler, but it essentially decided to to focus on her or the character of Major's discover self-discovery of who she was, etc. We've seen that story since this, you know, first came out in the 90s told a hundred different ways. It's kind of like the John Carter thing where John Carter inspired so many sci-fi pictures that when it was remade it felt dated. Uh, and I think this movie would have been better served in just throwing away about all the stuff about all the backstory, which is uh, less interesting, and more in how what does it mean to be in this world as whatever it is that she is now. Which is what the anime actually is all about. Okay, see. So that's what it should yeah. have been, and it would have been yeah. way more interesting. Because the problem is that the, the thing that it posits as the mystery, in the first ten minutes, we already kind of know what's going to happen and we know who's bad and who's good and this yeah. isn't real and so there's no surprise. And there's no surprises at there's all. There's no it's surprise. And then you combine so that with really really mediocre action. I do agree with Chris. I think the geisha scene was actually was pretty cool, but it was by far the best action scene. The the ending scene uh, where there are tanks and all this other stuff is happening is horrible. Oh, it's ho yeah. it's horrible and ugly I don't, I don't really have anything to say specifically about spoilers i just feel like this is this was just a missed opportunity for sure it's sad because i feel like it, there was a lot of promise um, a lot of philosophical really great moments for sci-fi that they just they brought up and thought hey this is a good topic and then no we don't that's not even what we're going to talk about we're not even going to discuss it we're not even going to touch upon it it's just it's really unfortunate it really is there's so much yeah. promise yeah, and there. i think there are three credited screenwriters and i know one came in for like a third or fourth rewrite it's just yeah never I don't, I don't understand how so many people can make a thing that is seems to be so uh flippant and unconcerned with things that are actually interesting but that's hollywood yeah. i guess so uh, we need to go around and give all our suggestions of whether you should see it in theaters or not. Do yeah. do you guys actually have anything for spoilers after that? Um, do we do we want to go into spoilers? Do we really need to? Does anybody I really don't have anything to say specifically unless you guys want to talk about something? No, I I'm can't good. think of anything specific. I feel well, like Daniel I've... did tease that one scene, but I don't know. Well, or I mean, don't go see this movie. I'm just gonna say. Her mom was Japanese in this movie. <laughs> like, what was that? Can we just talk about that for a second? They made her I mean, I think, I, yeah, I think that's, a, I mean, honestly, I don't see a, I, I think they explain that, that away. I really do. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and, well, what, if, what it they didn't, you guys, but what they didn't explain weird. away was how they just woke her up and turned her into a killing machine and she right. had no qualms with this. Well, it was a year later, though. So there's yeah, a lot of missing here. <laughs> But, but well, well, but she's also a, a cyborg. So there's that idea that that can be programmed and her brain is just kind of, you know, how much that's there's so much interesting thing there. Like how much machine versus her brain? Why is the brain necessary? Why? Because they even mentioned there's a throwaway line about, you know, they've tried this before, but they needed the brain uh, in order to make it, you know, actually uh, work really well. Why? Let's have that, let's have that movie uh, yeah. rather than this movie. Ugh, there's just so many better things to do with it. And like you guys said, what was the plot of this movie? What, right. what happened in this movie? Not There's not much. There's a bad <laughs> CEO who was doing things. Spoilers. And, I don't know, man. <laughs> there's no spoilers. You know he's the, the main villain from like the first 10 seconds it's of the true. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it, it just it's I don't think it's really I mean, it's just unfortunate. It's sad. It makes me sad because I feel sad. like it could have been really cool. It really could have been. It could have been great, but it wasn't. All right. So I don't think we need to go around. Are we all uh, no. on the same page? Don't see this at all. Skip it. Uh, just yeah. skip it. I would say skip it for sure. Yeah. yeah. My theater was so empty. It was sad on opening weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine was too. Oh, yeah. All right, well, Ghost in the Shell was a huge bust for all of us here, and you definitely don't need to go see it. Uh, but let's move to the cutting room floor as we talk to future movies that we may or may not want to check out. The cutting room floor. 
All right, guys. So the summer blockbuster season is upon us, and I thought it would be fun to look at all of the films that are going to be coming out over the next couple of months and then make a judgment call right now on whether or not we will or we won't like that movie and why. So I'm going to ask each one of the screeners uh, to take a, a premature judgment on one of these films uh, that's coming out in the next couple of weeks and then just give me one sentence about why they liked or did not like the movie they haven't yet seen. All right, guys, it's April 14th and the fate of the furious has just come out in theaters. Josh thumbs up, thumbs down. And why do you even have to ask me? It's (laughs) thumbs down because I just learned that the fate of the furious does not imply that they all die at the end of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, Thumbs up, thumbs down. Why? One thumb down for the movie because I've, I've just had enough. And then Two thumbs down, a million thumbs down, because it, they, they've been stylizing it F8, and that's just disrespectful. <laughs> Chad, thumbs up, thumbs down. Why? It's not even worthy of any thumbs. That's it. I can't. It's over. I can't do it. <laughs> wow. The first, movie, right. the first movie was about, look, we're street racing, aren't we dangerous? And in this trailer, there are submarines. I can't handle it. <laughs> All right, so for me, it's going to be thumbs up and because there are submarines. Okay, moving on. Uh, May 5th. uh, It's May 5th now, guys. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is out. We've just seen it. Josh, thumbs up, thumbs down. One sentence, why? Thumbs up because I've finally seen the first one at this point. (laughs) You have a backstory. I'll wait another year till I see this one. But I'll give it a thumbs up preemptively. Nice. All right. Sweet. All right. Daniel, thumbs up or thumbs down? Absolutely. Thumbs up. This looks great. Can't wait for it. Awesome. Chad, you? Thumbs up because the first one was one of my biggest surprises of the year. And this was more the same. Hilarious. Loved it. All right. Thumbs up for me. Man, this was an improvement on the first one. Hilarious. I had a blast. All right. The very next week, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Uh, All right, let's see here. Thumbs up, thumbs down for you, Josh. Thumbs down because the trailer did not fulfill its promise of... I don't even know what the trailer is promising, but it's (laughs) not what I just saw. Oh, wait, I didn't see it. (laughs) Your your prediction is that you will not see this movie. All right, great. Daniel, That's accurate. That's going to be an accurate prediction. (laughs) Super accurate. The most accurate, I think, of all... I think all of these, we could just say he, he didn't actually see this movie. All right, Daniel, you, man? Cautious thumbs down. This doesn't seem like I'm going to enjoy it all right. at all. Ch- Chad, how about you? Thumbs down because Guy Ritchie, period. Oh, yeah, it's Guy Ritchie. I'm going to say thumbs down. Guy Ritchie's style just does not match with this story, unfortunately. All right. Let's That's what they also to... said about Sherlock Holmes. Oh, wait, they were right. That's true. Hey, I love <laughs> Jason Statham as King Arthur. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. The very next week, they're coming. Alien Covenant. Josh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down because I got it confused with life. How many alien movies are there? <laughs> Daniel. Thumb way up. The trailer for this movie. Oh, wait, no, we're talking as we already seen him. This movie is going to be freaking awesome. So wait, you you didn't change the tense. Oh yeah, that. you're right. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> Your rules are so complicated, Chris. Hey, this is I'm this living is in the future. This is like the discovery. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Whatever, man. It's all good. It's all good. All right, uh, Chad. How about you, man? Thumbs up, Ridley Scott. I loved Prometheus. Most people didn't like it. I think this is going to be even better. I think this was even better. This was even better. <laughs> I'm going to get there eventually, Chris. I'm just the rules. All right. No worries, man. Not a problem. All right. I'm going to give this one a thumbs down. I think mm. I come out of this and I feel like it didn't quite do what I wanted it to. And it just wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> enough for me. You've internalized this rule set. So anyway, okay. So then the next week, man, hit after hit after hit. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No, ta- tell no Tales, Josh... How about you, man? You, you, I, I know you're excited. Josh, does this see. make you feel good about the summer <laughs> that's coming upon us? Thumbs right down under the briny deep. Just all of them as deep as you can go. Because right. this movie made me remember high school. 
and I hated it then, and I hate it now, and I will have hated it when it comes out. Oh, didn't you meet Chris and Melody in high school? Into the briny deep. Oh, man, that's sad. Daniel, how about you? I'm actually going thumbs up on this one. I think I'm going to come out of this and have really enjoyed it. All right, okay, Chad? Thumbs way down. The only good one was the first one. I hate these movies. I hate them. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to give it a thumbs down as well. It's just a big mess, and uh, I just didn't really enjoy it at all. All right, June 2nd. Here it is. Wonder Woman. Josh, are you excited about Wonder Woman? Did you give it a thumbs up, a thumbs down, and what did you think? Thumbs up because it redeemed DC so much from that Batman versus Superman debacle. Wow. This was an amazing movie, and I'm totally not lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no sarcasm there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Daniel, what did you think of Wonder Woman? Thumbs up. This actually could redeem Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad. Thumbs up. Chad? Thumbs up. Although literally nothing can redeem Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and after having seen the Justice League trailer and confirming that I'm going to continue to want to kill Zack Snyder um, because he has killed my childhood, uh, this movie is actually was actually really good. And I think my bar was so low that I just I'm I'm giving it a thumbs up just because I didn't hate it with my soul. All right. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. It's amazing what happens when they give someone other than Zack Snyder the realms at the reins at director. So I think uh, Wonder Woman was really uh, quite good. All right. June 9th, The Mummy. This is the Tom Cruise uh, leading into a monster universe for Universal. Uh, so, Josh, what did you think about the Tom Cruise led Mummy movie? I really miss Brendan Fraser, so I'm going to have to give it a thumbs down. <laughs> Whatever happened That's to that the guy. only reason. Yeah, I know. Weird, right? He just kind of yeah, dropped off gone. the radar. Daniel, how about you, man? Thumbs way down. This, this, <laughs> just, just, this just this. doesn't need to exist. Just, no. This guy. This guy. These, God, these guys. <laughs> all right, Chad. So I just want to make sure we're going to be able to revisit this segment later. So all these movies that Daniel and Chris are saying they didn't like when they love them, <laughs> yes. we can play them back to back. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go on the Josh train here. And my prediction is that regardless of what happens in this podcast, I'm not even going to see this movie. Yeah, really? Right. Yeah. Oh, right. I, ha wow. I mean, I will see it, but I'm going to hate every minute like, of it. Is, is, right. is this a remake of the Brendan Fraser movie? I don't even, I've never heard of this. What is this? What is happening? Google yeah. so Tom Universal... Cruise Mommy and watch the trailer, Josh. Just no. No. <laughs> Universal is, is creating a shared monster universe, Josh. And, An um, SMU, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so they're going to bring back all of their famous monsters of yore. So you're going to have the mummy. You're going to have. Uh, I'm the... sorry I asked. Give it your rating, please. <laughs> all of that stuff, man. It's coming over the next couple of years. You're going to love it. I think I'm going to like this movie. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, thank you are. I think Russell Crowe was really good uh, <laughs> as uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And uh, it was a really awesome movie. Does Russell Crowe sing in the mummy? He actually sings about how oh. hard it is. Well, in that to, case, I'm probably going to like it. To have two, <laughs> two lives. All right. The next week, and this is very telling because this is the, all of those were week after week from Guardians of the Galaxy to the Mummy. All of those were one week after the other coming out week after week. June Please tell 16th, me it's Now You See Me 3. Please. Is, yes. Is Cars 3 and then nothing the week after. So that's an interesting, you know, thing that no one decided to take the week after. So Cars 3, what did you think of Cars 3, Josh? Thumbs up because it delivered on its promise of being a gritty NASCAR drama for kids about a road back from a terrible injury. And I just can't pretend that that trailer made the movie look good. Um, right. So thumbs up because it was better than the trailer. Nice. Wow, it's better than the trailer. All right, Daniel, how about you? It's Cars terrible. 3? Well, real quick, there is a movie coming up after Cars 3. It's Transformers the, the yeah, very next week. How could you uh, forget Oh, it's the 23rd. I'm sorry. What do you think, Daniel? Cars 3, after one of the best Pixar trailers I've ever seen, uh, I think it will be a pleasant surprise. Okay. Chad, how about you, man? Huge 
thumbs up. <clears throat> this movie was fantastic. <laughs> it, had, it pulled all the heartstrings. It was a great message for kids, and it was wonderful. And Cars deserved it because the second one was so terrible. But this is this is it's it's coming back. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. Pixar is back on track and doing a really great job. I think it was a, a pretty good film. So. I kind of like neutral on that one, Cars 3. All right. So, yes, there is a, a pretty large movie coming out the week after. Uh, Transformers, The Last Night. Guys, guys, we get to review another Transformers movie. I cannot wait for this. This has to be a special episode. Josh, what did you what did you think of Transformers, <laughs> The Last Night? I mean, you can't oh. even say it with a straight face. Oh. You can't <laughs> even... Don't you owe me that much. Don't you owe me the gravitas of just saying what did I think. Didn't we just review a Power Rangers movie a couple months ago? I don't understand what, why we saw this movie. Isn't this like that movie, but without the Rangers? Like, thumbs down because I just found out that they didn't all die at the end of this movie. This is a this is an ongoing thing with your reviews. <laughs> Disappointed. Hey, don't bury the lead. Died. Josh saw a Transformers movie, which I'm excited about. This no, I very, said I found out that they don't all die at the end of the movie. Very, That's very, very different. All right, Daniel, what did you think of the latest Transformers movie? Thumb couldn't be any further down. This movie was garbage. They're all going to be garbage, and there's going to be 30 more Transformers movies, and I couldn't be sadder for America. Michael Bay said this. Have you guys seen the 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 featurette of him yes. talking about the future? Yes. Oh my lord! All right, Chad, what did you think of Transformers? Well, I am actually giving this review from my hospital bed because I had a seizure because the quick cuts were so fast that I I have yet to recover, and I think I I can't remember much except that I hated hated this one more than all of the others. All right, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I thought it was dumb, (laughs) silly action, and I had a wonderful time. All right, uh, let's move. Chris, no, the summer's over. It's over. We're all dead by now. (laughs) That's right. Let's go to the next big release, which is on July 7th. That is Spider-Man Homecoming. What did you think, Josh? I don't know what part in the in the Spider-Man story we, we are at anymore. Did we like jump in a quantum leap loop and we're back at the beginning again? Yes. Thumbs down because I just can't keep track of, of Spider-Man's timeline and he's like a little kid again or something. I just, I give up. (laughs) Daniel thumbs up. This movie was something new for the MCU. I think, uh, it's a, it's a new era for the Marvel movies. Chad thumbs down from me. I think, uh, Spider-Man was great in Civil War as an accessory to the team, but they went a little too far with trying to make this cute and funny, and as a result, it just felt kind of superfluous. And so I wanted to like it, and it had some good moments, but thumbs down for me overall. I was disappointed. Huge thumbs up for me. I think I've never been a huge fan of Spider-Man, but the way in which they told this story with him having Iron Man as a mentor and Michael Keaton playing the villain just really worked well. All those pieces melded together to make something really special. I loved Spider-Man Homecoming. Just making it sound worse. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. July 21st, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is the follow-up to Luc Besson's The Fifth Element. In spirit, I would say, anyway. Not a true sequel, but that uh, feels very similar. So, Josh, what did you think of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Well, remember back when we did that summer blockbuster preview segment a couple months yeah. ago? And I do. I, I just found out in that segment that this movie was coming out and what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel the same way about it now as I did back then. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right. So, so, Daniel, what did you think of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Who Who is giving Luc Besson $180 million to make this piece of garbage movie. <laughs> what is this? Why does this exist? Everything about this movie is just so off-putting that I can't even comprehend why it exists in <laughs> so the <angry>. world. <laughs> Watching the trailer for this so movie and now angry. having seen the movie makes me physically 
angry. <laughs> Thumbs no. down. You wouldn't like sir. Daniel when he's angry. Oh, apparently. I like not. Daniel a lot more now, though. I don't. My respect <laughs> just went up. Chad, what did you think? I didn't think it were possible for me to hate a movie more than The Fifth Element until I saw this one, and so I hate it. The end. All right. I'm going to give it a huge thumbs up. Of course you are. Wonderful. Uh, It really, it kind of, you know, Luc Besson's vision is really unique and different. And it was a fun, fun movie. I had a good time with it. It wasn't great, but I definitely thought it was a lot of fun. All right. So our last movie that we're going to talk about on this particular prediction uh, segment is on August 4th, The Dark Tower comes out now we've discussed this a little bit and we know that our there there are two uh folks on the podcast one of which is not here who really love this story uh and this series yeah so i'm excited to know what we thought about the movie itself having finally come out josh what did you think of the dark tower uh i hate to say it after i read all of those books for this movie (laughs) but i have to give it a a thumbs down. It did not live up to the promise the way the Aragon movie did. And <laughs> I just miss I just miss those days when movies faithfully recreated books like yes. that one did. Awesome. Okay. All right. Uh so much sarcasm. I I'm not sure the the ad- actual audience can read that, but <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I, it's coming I, across pro- in space. So my real review right, is Daniel? a provisional thumbs up. I don't I don't know, sure. Okay. Daniel, what did you think of the movie? Thumbs up. Uh, it's a it's a great. It seems like a, a great start of a of a franchise. Uh, really excellent cast. So yeah, thumbs up for me. Okay. All right, Chad. Well, Man, it's yeah. finally here. Yeah, it's here. Josh and I saw this movie together for old times' sake, <laughs> hoping to recreate our Aragon experience. We did. We did. And yeah. Unfortunately, we did. It's a massive thumbs down because. I finally, oh. I fi- finally figured out why you guys didn't want me to know what it was that this movie was trying to do, and it has completely bastardized the entire series of books, and I am completely heartbroken, and now I will go home and cry. The end. I, I'm going to give this a, a timid thumbs up and say it was enjoyable, uh, definitely, you know, trying to tell too big of a story and not enough time, but, uh, they did a really good job of adapting, uh, these, these books and, uh, creating something fresh and new and accessible. Uh, but man, they just, they tried to cram too much in. Uh, so hopefully the, uh, the sequel to this will, uh, will be able to, uh, to do a better job. All right. So there are our, uh, our predictions for how we thought the summer blockbuster season went. What do you think? What are you most excited about? Let us know in the comment section of our Facebook post on this. Uh, we definitely would be interested. We'd love to keep the conversation going because there's a lot of movies coming out. There's a lot of stuff. Tell us what you're most excited about and we, uh, we will, uh, we'll discuss it. So, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Screeners Podcast. Feel free to please uh, head over to our iTunes page and subscribe to the podcast. It definitely helps us out. Uh, leave a comment there or on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, and uh, we definitely want to keep that conversation going, guys. We really, really appreciate it. All right. Until next time, we will see you guys later. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.